So nope, first reactions are a resounding, yep, praising Jordan Peele's most ambitious film. Okay. Our pouring in as the movie continues its premiere in Los Angeles, earning praises for the director's turn to science fiction and drawing comparison to filmmakers like Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Wow. Not going to spoil any aspect of Jordan Peele's Nope movie except to say big thumbs up. Nope is out of this world, a monster mash with great performances, especially Kaluuya. And a 50s sci-fi invasion motif. Okay. Mm. Nope is a resounding yes. It's absolutely phenomenal. This is most ambitious films. Isn't what you expect and the trailer doesn't, doesn't give it justice. Okay. The most important thing that you need to know about the movie Nope by Jordan Peele is that it's crazy different from Get Out and Us. And that's what you want. That's what you want from your filmmakers, man. Sometimes. Sometimes you want more of the same, but sometimes you want them to, you know, not give you the same. So you have that dynamic when you're a filmmaker and it's just like, yo, I want to try something new. I want to try something different than I did before. And then they give you that. Um, so I know I just did a cold open of verbal cardio talking about Jordan Peele's note, but I'm excited about it. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. I haven't even looked at the trailers for it. I saw one teaser trailer. I did see that one. But I've been avoiding everything else. And the premiere was last night. So, so far, so good. Um, and I'm always rooting for Jordan Peele. So, you know what I'm saying? Let's get it, Sheldon. I'm glad that the early the early goings and the early sayings is good. But uh, let's get into this intro. <laughs> what's up good people it's time for another session of that verbal cardio we back i got my co-host extraordinaire water h2o agua water is amazing i appreciate it. i'm glad it's here helps us do so many different things in life and i feel like y'all don't appreciate it like you should i know y'all don't appreciate it like you should for the masses Y'all don't appreciate water like you should. You know what I'm saying? And I want y'all to appreciate it. I want y'all to get up and thank your lucky stars that water exists every single day you wake up. That should be the first thing on your mind. Water. And sometimes it is. Sometimes you're like, man, I got to take a shower. That's water. Water's on your mind. You know what I'm saying? Right after you have sex, you bust that nut. You go in that bathroom. Water's right there for you. Cleaning up the filth that just transpired. Some of y'all just lay there. But hopefully when you get up, you, you get to that water. Some people do, they just be laying there after sex. Especially on TV and movies. They never wash up after. TV and movies, they just bust that nut raw. And then they just go on and talk about the script and the plot. Bless like, so how long you been working for the fur. I'm like, you're not going to bird bath? You're not going to uh, tiptoe into the bathroom and uh, handle that? Girl, you just got busted in. They be busting up in one another in these movies and TV shows. They do, man. They just smash. No condom put on. My favorite part of that sentence was in one another. In one another. <laughs> All right. You busting in me, Lil? Let me bust in you. Man, let me tell you something. There's gay sex out there. And they be busting in one another. I feel it. So it's like, yo, man. Y'all not washing up? They never show the condom get put on. 
They just go at it. They climax. And then they talk. They always talk. So how long have you been working for the firm? It's always just going right into the conversation, man. No, that's not realistic. I want to see realistic pumps in TV and movies. If you're gonna if you're gonna give us the pumps, give us the full realism. If you're going for that. And why is sex in TV and movies anyway? Why do we need that? Why do we need the full sex? For the most part. You know what I'm saying? What do we, we we don't really need it. You can hint at it, but we don't need the graphics. Give me the graphics. Because little kid Tony, I'd be like, give me the graphics. I used to stay up late watching Cinemax and Showtime, waiting for the graphics. But now that we got porn right here, I get the full graphics at the drop of a hat now. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got to sneak into a video store and go in the curtain of shame. It's just right there. So my regular movies, I just need the regular movie now. I don't need the graphic sex. I'm not even excited anymore about seeing an actress naked anymore. It just don't hit the same. Now sometimes I'll be like, yo, okay. I'll be like, oh, oh, okay. But the thirst isn't there like it used to be. And maybe that's just maturity. I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Call me immature because give me the titties. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know whose body was surprising and it was just, but she she's not an actress I knew. Remember in Dolomite is my name? Did you see Dolomite? Mm-hmm. Remember they were shooting the scene, they were shooting like an album cover photo and the girl with the afro, she just took her robe off. She had was an afro. A, what's her name? And I was just like, well, damn. Okay. I wasn't expecting that, but it, it was it was a nice body that was just completely unexpected. And I was just like, well, shit, this is what we doing, Dolomite. Um, but that was like the last time when I was just like, damn, on like a regular movie. Young Tony, though? Psh, give me all the nudity. I'll take it. This is the same guy that paused the creep video to see t Boz's nipple underneath the silk robe. I paused it. In slow, in slow motion. I was like, there's some nipple there. It's impossible that there's no nip slip in this video, given that the breeze and, and the pajamas they was wearing, it has to be a nip slip. And it was one. But I paused it. Someone brought up the sex scene in Internals. Now, I have an issue with the sex scene oh, in Internals. Scene now, listen, I, I'm i here for a good sex scene. Yeah. You know, I hate, I hated. The sex scene in uh, what's it called? Oh my god, why can't I think of the name now? It just that's how bad it was. Uh, who's in it? It's it's a remake. I mean, no, it's oh. a it's not a remake. Oh. It's a oh my god, it's gonna come back to me, anyways. The mm. sex scene in Eternals, it's the threesome movie, all right, where they had the threesome in the movie Shaft, Shaft. Yeah. They had a threesome in Shaft. The, the remake of Shaft? I mean, the, 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 the most sequel? recent, The most recent one. There was a threesome in that? No, no. Superfly. 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 There That's what yeah, it was. Yeah. I knew it was one of them. <laughs> yeah. Superfly, Shaft, whatever. That threesome was so stupid. Yeah, that... It did nothing for me. I was yeah. like, this don't even, this ain't even fun. Yeah. It's not even fun to watch. But anyways, my issue with the Eternals sex scene, mm. sand. It was oh, yeah. outside. You're, when people be like, ooh, sex on the beach. No. 
Leave me the out of granules it. Leave in, me in your the vagina? fuck out of it. Granules of sand and vagina don't mix. This isn't this isn't it. Or like, oh my God. Imagine your penis gets coated and then you go to put it in. That's what's that's I'm what's not gonna happen. No, I don't like it. I'm not here. He's coming in granule first. I don't like it. All on the walls and on the sides of Yeah. Sand is coarse. What was that horrible line of dialogue in Star Wars? It's all coarse and it gets everywhere. Yeah, I don't not, like it. I don't like it either. I hated that. I hated that line in that movie. It's like sand. It's rough and coarse and it gets everywhere. Like who wrote this goddamn script? George Lucas. <laughs> uh, oh, Georgie. Yeah, but uh, I don't even know how I got on these topics. But here we are. But listen, verbal cardio and up. Got my producer extraordinaire. Here. Sabrina back here. Amir is back this week. You know what I'm yes, saying? On the ones and twos. He was in San Fran last week. Living it up, you know? Yeah, living it up. Did I you see human shit on the streets? Mm, yes. Yep. San Francisco. I was about to say gonna, no, but yes. You're going to see some human shit. I ain't really run into the, uh, like the, the whole lot of homelessness till I got uh, one night we went to a speakeasy on the last night. Uh-huh. And the Uber had dropped us off like right in front of the place. You know, like speakeasy, they... They supposedly like hidden or whatever, hidden, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got out the Uber and I it was like me and my girl and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to fight because it was just that many people there. I was yeah. like, nah, bro, I can't do this right now. Like, where's it at? And I was just like, is it here? I grabbed the door and it was right. There. I was like, bet. But they were out there deep. Oh yeah. That was the first. Uh, otherwise, wow. I had been like away from it. I guess. But... Were you in the tenderloin? The tenderloin. No. Um, I think I was in. I don't know where I was for real. Yeah. It was uh in the it's like in the middle of like between like Soma and uh, the other areas. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. I can yeah. look it up, but I can't remember exactly where I was. The homelessness in San Francisco is next level. Absolutely, they, it's every they, every per every car Uber that I got into. They all were like, "How you like?" Because I was like, "It's our first time here." They was yeah. like, "How you like it?" I was like, "It's pretty cool." They was like, "It's expensive." Every single one. Oh, for sure. They were just like letting me know like <laughs> it's expensive, yeah. and I was like, I already knew, but. The fact that y'all all saying it let me know that this ain't somewhere I want to be. Yeah, San Francisco they, prices are crazy. They don't want you to move there. That's yeah. the point. That's why they're saying it. It's expensive. Yeah. They'll shoot you. They'll, they'll rob you. They you ain't got to convince they'll, me. It's expensive. I know. I, I, you telling me it's more expensive than LA? Why would I want to? No. Right. Yeah. Yo, yeah. LA is expensive. I've been looking up. I've been on Zillow tough. Mm-hmm. So I live on Zillow. It don't matter where I'm at. But I've been looking up uh, apartments and houses on Alameda. Alameda is pretty expensive, but mm. it, affordable. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, this is a lot. But in my New York mentality, I'm mm. like, this is space. <laughs> yeah, I get my own bathroom and a kitchen. Mm. I will pay that. No hallway. Right. <laughs> um, and then Oakland. It's so weird that Oakland still feels like a ghost town, even after. Have did you go there? No, I didn't. I didn't venture over there. Ah, oh, you should have. You would. You would have liked it. I I would have went if I knew. Where to go? I had no guidance. Uh no, nah, but that's that's the best part. Cause with Oakland, I feel like you could just do that. You could just go over there and be like, all right. I'll... Especially like Long food around. spots and. And you could park. And you, you could know, park. But he didn't have a car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you could park in Oakland train. easier than San Fran. Absolutely. San Fran, just get rid of your car. Just throw throw that throw shit. It away. Burn it. Some it's... of them hills, I was like, man, I would. Oh. Come up, you go up, and you be like, oh my god, coming down the hill, it's like, yeah, it's gonna be breaks the whole time. Yo, man. when I see people on bikes going down them hills, man, I'd be listen. like. That's wow. scary. Y'all, Not a y'all little street car that. coming down the hill is crazy. <laughs> a little cable car, I was like, nah. A little bro, trolley, rice and like, that, that's That doesn't look safe at all. The and San that fog, it was oh, cloudy yeah. like every day. Because oh, yeah. we was close to the to the ocean kind of. Yes. And I was like, bro. And then we took the ferry to the Golden Gate. 
Okay. Oh. We did the under. We did under the go. Like it. I didn't. So I thought it was gonna get us close so we could see it. Yeah. Nah, bro. We went under the Golden yep. Gate Bridge and then turned around. That was the scariest thing I probably ever did in my life because the wind was <laughs> yeah. so strong and I'm little, bro. Like I'm I'm small. So the wind <laughs> was like. I'm trying to walk on the boat to get to the front because I yeah. want to see the bridge. Right. And it's like pushing me back. Like, I feel like I was about to fly off. It's like, if we hit a bump in the water, I'm I'm going up in the air. That's it. Oh, damn. And that is, that's it. Like, I, legit, I was like, I have to sit down right here and just take it in. But the wind was, as we kept getting closer to the bridge, it just kept getting stronger. Yeah. And it's super foggy. I was like, if I fall off this, I can't swim. Anybody oh, you can't see me? swim? No, nah, I can't swim. So I was oh. on that boat, like, risk, you know. Yeah. And it was cold. Yeah, it was I was going to say. extremely cold. Yeah. It don't matter if you can swim. Yeah, that water. The is, second is, you hit that water, you're frozen. That's it. Oh yeah, you done. They were telling us about the people that tried to run away at Alcatraz too. Yeah, somebody. Oh. Some people have made it. Um, funny enough, but they were so exhausted. Um, by the time they made it, because it's like, you know, the water is extremely cold, and you got to swim that whole time. Oh my god! And it's not super far away, but like, just imagine, like people were like, oh, because my girlfriend was like, it's 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 possible. And I was like, it is possible if somebody was training for that, or right. you can swim right. well. Imagine yeah. trying to swim in water that's like 50-some degrees. And that don't seem that bad, but your body temp is 90-some degrees. Right, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, they, they made, it to the, made it to the coast of the thing, and he's like, he's exhausted. So they, they get him checked up in the hospital and send your ass right back to Alcatraz. Damn. <laughs> Defeated me, the whole purpose. Reminds me of the episode of Seinfeld where Kramer was uh, <laughs> swimming, swimming in the in Hudson. Hudson. <laughs> oh, it was filthy. He had all filthy. kinds of people swimming in that filth. Right. Did um, you go to Alcatraz? Yeah, I was just gonna ask. Did you? No, go? I didn't. Is that didn't, tour still available? Yeah, there was a lot of people over there when I saw. But um, we we just took the ferry like around to see the stuff. Yeah, but we didn't go um to Alcatraz. No, okay. I've been to Alcatraz. It's it's that that stuck with me, and I was yeah. a kid when I went. That, I definitely want to do it when I go back. But it was like where we were, and then I saw like the, they didn't have any times for the the time that we were there. Yeah, to go. So I was like, we'll just have to do it like another time. I want to um, go there. We walked. I was thinking about walking across the Golden Gate Bridge, like a little bit, not entirely, but like enough. Yeah. But it was so foggy, I was like, I'm gonna just go down. So I went down to um Fort Point, I think that's what it's called. Uh -huh. Um, because of I remember that from the movie Vertigo. I don't know if you've seen Vertigo. I've never before. seen Vertigo. So Vertigo, yeah, uh Alfred Hitchcock in the fifties. It was a yeah. movie he made in the fifties. And I I saw it in uh my film history class and it was I just remember that scene when they were down, it's like a down at the water. And she like jumped in. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. So then I was like, oh, that's here. I was like, okay, Fort Point. And I saw it. They have it blocked off. You can't go that far. Yeah. But I got close enough and I was like, this, this, I was like, I wanted to come here because it just reminded me of the movie and I, I enjoyed it. So Vertigo. I heard a lot about Vertigo, but I've never seen it. It has that, he does that thing. Alfred Hitchcock does the thing, the Vertigo effect where they take the thing is like, okay, I'm going to zoom in, but I'm going to pull the camera back. So it gives it that effect that the background is like moving. Yes. Yeah. So exactly that's where, yeah, about. that's where that comes from. It really? Comes from that movie. It's called the Vertigo effect. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of where he he made that, and the entire movie is filmed in um San Francisco. I love that. Uh, he, he he loves like the Bay. He loves Northern California. Yeah, a lot of his like birds was in Bodega Bay, which oh, is up, up there. Um, I actually went to uh, the elementary school that was used in one of the, one of his films. Yeah, and my mom loves to talk about that. Mm. She's like, that's your cubby. I'm like, that's not my cubby, ma. Relax. <laughs> that's not my cubby. Why is it called Northern California, though? That's Even, what I don't get. Because it's... It's north, northern, of, it's north of SoCal, but like, it's, it's, it's San still, Francisco and all that. That is Central California. Yeah, that is still, yeah. still like... Like, there's, bro, it's like, all right, bro, we in Northern California. It's like, nah, you still got like six hours to drive still to, get out of, to get out yeah. of California. Yo, yeah. my nephew just moved like... Six out, no, four hours or five hours north of 
San Francisco. Yeah, and that's Northern California. Yeah. Like, there's no way that you'd be like, oh, yeah, we're going to Northern California. And then it's like, oh, we got five more hours and we're in Northern California. Like, I think the the, the only people that refer to that is Northern California are us. The, that live Southern in SoCal. California. Yeah. So it's, it's just like, you know, from the outside looking in, they call San Francisco the Bay Area. Mm. It's just the Bay. And so, yeah. Yeah. And I, then they call, like, you know, Central California, they'd be like, well, the LA people be like, like Bakersfield, Fresno, Modesto. Yeah, that's hilarious. Because I guess because everything is relative to relative, like where the people yeah. live. Yep. I get it. But at the same time, I'm I'm sorry, I can't say North even in, Even in prison, they refer to it as North. and They get the North and South as far as Latino gangs. Mm. The Norteños and the Sereños. They always get beef. So if you live North of a certain area in California, that's what your allegiance would be. So if you're from the Bay... You'll be in Nathaniel, so it's like up top. I still be wanting to say upstate. Upstate and Cali. Because I'm so used to right. like saying oh, upstate York. back home. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna head upstate. What? Yep. Where are you going? Oakland. It's because that New York is detached. Like New York City is it's an island. Literally. And then yeah. it's like, well, the rest of New York is its own area. Like, right. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. I can I can see that. Yeah. But I just can't say it. For some in my mind, I was just like, it's not Northern California. It's, it's so not. big, man. Yeah, California is huge. It's people so people big. will say upstate. And they'll, it'll be like right above Yonkers. Like, hold on. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> upstate. You're 20 like, minutes well, from not, the city. <laughs> if it's not on the island, I guess then it's... Right. Yeah. I guess they can say it's upstate. Be like, it's, I'm going I to guess West it's Chester. a relative thing. I get, it's I, all so relative. I get that it's relative. It's yeah. relative yeah. to yeah. where you are. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like in Chicago, we'd be saying up north, which, which was, you know, because we were from the south side, so we'd be like up north. But if, if somebody else was living somewhere else in the city, we'd be like, up north? What are you talking about? When mm. we go up? Yeah. You so know, this is downtown. Pretty, perspective for like east coast people that have never been in the west coast so from la to seattle is i can't remember exactly if it's shorter or longer than like miami to new york it's a similar-ish trip but on the east coast you're like bro i did cross the whole country and then california's like people over here it's all i only went through like two states that's crazy so it's 16 hours from where we are right now to get to Seattle. seattle 16 hours and 15 minutes let me yeah. yeah, I think the New York trip might be. And so New York to. But remember, what? New York is not the top, though. No, it's not. No, 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 no. It's not. Yeah, I mean, that's so the top. If top you go from Maine here, to Miami, that's that's, that's a long ass trip. Yeah. Because on the West Coast, you only got three states covering the whole coast. I want to go to Maine. So as bad. opposed to uh, the I East Coast. Know, I don't know how many. You got Maine, you got. Because then you got all the little ones in the corner. You have uh, Vermont's and the, the little joints. And then you go down to New York, Massachusetts, goddamn, the Carolinas, a Virginia's in there. Yep. Uh, you say was Maryland? it Georgia? Uh, what, what's what's yeah. right above Florida? Georgia. 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 Then Florida. And then Florida. That's a lot of state action. It is. Um, from Manhattan to Miami uh-huh. is eighteen hours and thirty four minutes with tolls. Okay. That's still so one. It's, it's probably hours. just one. Highway to probably just 95. You probably one. take the 95. And then without tolls, it's 19. So what yeah, about 18, Maine? So it's Go from 18. Maine, to, Maine to Miami. Maine. <laughs> Sound like a movie. Yeah. Maine, Maine to Miami. Miami. I want to go to Maine. I want to go to Maine so trip. bad. I want to go in October. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. you went to Maine, right? No. Where'd you I, and Tab I was, go? I was supposed to go to Maine, but we ended up just going to Salem. But Salem we, is in? In Boston. In Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay. <laughs> in Boston. In Massachusetts, yeah. It takes one day and two hours with no if you avoid tolls, 
but it yeah. takes 23 hours and 31 minutes if one day. Let me put some respect on the East Coast because that's a long that's ass a trip. Long trip because it takes like a damn some change just to go from LA to the East. But yeah. all right, let's say damn. Let's Maine say to you want to go because Florida is a big state too. To drive from the top to the bottom, that's a long trip. Yeah. Okay, let's say you want to go from San Diego uh-huh. to Crescent City, which is like furthest north um, in California. That's the that's the northernmost city in California. It's not Redding. I know Redding is up there. It's literally on the border. Crescent okay. City. Mm-hmm. Crescent City. All right, what we got? Okay, it's loading. Fifteen hours and forty-seven minutes. Just to get through California. This Just one to get state. through California, and you're <laughs> one not. State. And San Diego's not even like the very bottom. Yeah, it's close Cali- though. It's, it's very. Close it's close. Definitely close. Yeah, I don't, like an extra thirty minutes or so. To what's the eastern? What's the easternmost city in Texas? Texas. I'm gonna see how long it takes to Texas go from to El Paso, Texas, to. Man, Texas is annoying to look. Because like. I want. I want to get it. You know, Texas is kind of shaped like no this. Yeah. So, so that's... I want to wingtip to wingtip. How long would that be? Because so... Texas is goddamn yeah. huge and boring like, oh, to yeah, drive through. Made it to Texas and go to sleep, wake up. Still right. in Texas. Texarkana. Is that considered Texas? Is it on the wing? Do they have a picture of the map? Literally, like Texarkana is the very tippy tip right before you. It depends on where. Oh, uh, you want to go straight across? I want to do that wide wingtip to wingtip. Oh, I see what you're saying. Hold on. I low key want to do that Amtrak trip. Hempfill. Ooh, God. So El Paso to Hempfill. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Um, El Paso, Texas. El Paso is half of Texas. El Paso is just. You hate El Paso. I do not like El Paso. Every time El Paso is brought up. It's just a waste of a huge city. (laughs) El Paso is huge, but there's nothing cracking. Nothing. Who is that peeking in here? That's the city. Oh, that's BT. Uh, It's 12 hours. Yo, I saw you at the... uh, I don't know why I'm going to tell the people. It's 12 hours? Yeah, it's 12 hours. I saw you at the gym yesterday. 12 hours. On my screen. Oh, yeah, BT in the commercial. So, 12 hours from wingtip to wingtip. That's for Texas. Yeah, 12 hours. So, California, so Alaska is the biggest state in the U.S., size wise. Mm -hmm. Is California number two? No. Texas? I think Texas is too. So, Texas is bigger. Because it goes by landmass, I guess. So, maybe if we, uh, yeah. Because California kind of thin. Ish. Yeah, so it's on the it's... skinny side. So I wonder if you go from the southernmost tip of, of Texas to the to the northern tip. That might be, that be about the same. So top five largest states is Alaska, Texas, California, Montana, and New Mexico. New Mexico, number five. New Mexico. New Mexico. I think big. from the bottom of Texas to the top <laughs> might be the same as going east and west. Because it had, Texas got that little part that extend out a little bit. Yeah, it's a little the, top, I the little like head. the hat, or right? Yeah. yeah, and then the bottom part it's got is that down little, there. That, got that little tail at the bottom. Yeah. All right, let me see what's what's the north. We're really trying to piece this together. Yeah. Montana is huge and beautiful, though. Montana is a. Montana has pockets of just like there's nothing out here, and it has some pockets of just like yo, this is beautiful right here. Montana is uh There's something. There's something impressive about Montana. 
I don't know what it is. I've been probably there a few times. It's probably daunting up there. Um, it, mountains and stuff like that. It's huge, man. And I like the air feels fresh. I'll say that. Okay. From Parrington, Texas, which huh. is all the way up north uh-huh. to Brownsville. Shout out to Brownsville. Brownsville. <laughs> Texas. Uh, is twelve hours and fifteen minutes. It's literally hours. twelve yeah. hours. It's, it's the same. So it's it's almost like a squarish shape. Yeah, twelve, twelve. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because ain't no. I don't think anywhere in California you can go from one side like east west. It is not twelve hours. No, you get out of California pretty easy going east west. Yeah, if you go from San Francisco to what, Reno, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know if that's like direct. Yeah, close enough. But right, that only take you probably like. And I don't know. Reno is in Nevada, huh? Yeah. yeah. I know. I just know it's kind of up that way or in the middle. I don't know geography. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going. Texas is also larger than Jamaica, so Texas is larger than the whole country. But you know the yeah, islands. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of those uh, places islands, are small. Yeah. Islands be small, man. Right. When you look at the map, you're like, oh. yeah. That's how I was like, bro. Like America got Puerto Rico. You see how far yeah. down Puerto Rico is? Puerto Rico's out yeah. there. Like it's, it's further south than like the. DR and Haiti and like I was like what that's crazy I went and was like we want them down all the way down yeah there. why did they go down there why did they pick through well Haiti probably was like nah man get Haiti, off Haiti well, definitely wasn't gonna do Haiti it and Haiti and DR is it. huge in compared yeah. like Puerto Rico's really tiny uh-huh. that's like yeah. the smallest out of all of them cause you got Cuba Cuba's mad oh, big Cuba Cuba's um, the closest yeah Cuba's Cuba. literally yeah cause they be swimming here they be swimming that's, that's crazy uh, man, actually how? the Bahamas is actually closer than it's Cuba. closer than Cuba yeah from where I've been to the Bahamas uh, from Miami Oh really? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Well, looking at the map right now, because uh, it's because Cuba's like north of the some miles, I think. tropic of Cancer, like the line, um, and then Cuba. Cuba's big. Haiti is bigger than Puerto Rico. DR is bigger than Haiti and, Haiti and Puerto and DR Rico. Are neighbors, right? They're, the yeah, they're the same the island. island. Um, and then Jamaica is even bigger than Puerto Rico. So they really went to the smallest island. Mm. They could have went. They could have went to Nassau, because Nassau is tiny. But that's part of the U.S., right? That's the Virgin Islands. Oh, the Virgin nah, Islands is nah. what I'm thinking about, not the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Bahamas is their own uh, thing. That's like Saint Thomas and stuff like that. That's the Virgin Islands, where your Wi-Fi is still good. But Turks and Caicos is north of Puerto Rico. There's a lot of things. Yeah, they. There. I don't even know how they even was like. This is what what we want. I'm sure it's some kind of. Some war stuff. That's like Hawaii. Yeah. Like, why do we have Hawaii? There's no reason for it. I forget how. There's a reason for everything on those last couple states. I know the U.S. finessed Alaska from Russia. They mm-hmm. just finessed them. Like, they got that. They they played Russia like a goddamn guitar to get Alaska. And I'm sure Russia's like, God damn it. You know, but I forget what I forget what the deal was. I don't want to get the 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 information wrong, but they, <laughs> the U.S. definitely played Russia to get to get Alaska because it's like why why would we have a state all the way up there? Yeah, that, that never made sense. Yeah, it's just like, but they played them. So for Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, an island in the Caribbean Sea, has been a territory of the United States since 1898 after the U.S. defeated Spain in the Spanish American War. It's classified as an unincorporated territory meaning the island is controlled by the u.s government but is separate from the mainland mm. and so and then okay why they can't even vote i don't think they can't 
I don't think they can vote mm. in in like the presidential elections or whatever. Well, then why have them then? But they, but we still control them and do all the terrible things that we do. Oh, yeah. the U.S. definitely wanted Alaska for the oil. Uh, residents of Puerto Rico and other U.S. territories do not have voting representation in the United States Congress mm. and mm. are not entitled to electoral votes for president. Dang man, so they just they just they just a side yeah, they piece. They just there, <laughs> yeah. It's a side piece. You know what I'm saying, uh, no, so, no uh, rights, no voice within the, within the main relationship. Hawaii, a U.S. territory since 1898, same year, uh, became the 50th state in August 1959 following a referendum, referendum, referendum. referendum. My bad, my English is nobody cool. In Hawaii, in which more than 93 percent of the voters approved the proposition that the territory should be admitted as a state. There were many Hawaiian petitions for statehood during the first half of the 20th century. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds boring. Yeah. They, it's, I know some other stuff. <laughs> Sounds they boring. Didn't, they didn't turn Hawaii to like a straight tourist destination. Absolutely. It's not uh, what it's supposed to be at all. Yeah, yeah. and the Hawaiians They do not like it. Nah. I'm not know. mad. I'm not even mad at them. It's like, don't come. I'm like, I'll bet. <laughs> I'm, I'm right not here. mad at it at all because it's like, yeah, we don't need y'all here. It's facts. And running up everything. Right. Like really, the prices are going crazy right now. Oh man, Hawaii is um, mad expensive. It's gonna turn into like a little tourist spot, kind of like uh, what is what's the place everybody going to now? Cancun, Cabo, oh, yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. Not Cabo, but Can- Cancun. Mm-hmm. Tulum. There we go. Tulum. Tulum. Tulum, Tulum turned into a whole oh, tourist facts. destination like over the past three years. For yeah. real. It's like, oh yeah, we got our own airport now. I was like, oh, that's gonna open up the floodgates. I wonder yeah. if uh, the community embraces that. Because some, some of these places embrace the tourism because it is money. literally is the, yeah. the bulk like of the economy. masked under that because people will say it's helping the economy yeah. or whatever. Then it's just honestly forcing the people that are like native to that land right. out. And then they'd be like, mm-hmm. it's As helping usual. the economy. But it's like, well, we can't even, you know, such and such. It right. happens in Puerto Rico. That's actually a place where yeah. it actually takes place. They'd sure. be like, oh, yeah, tourism and stuff. And then they'd be like, man, they destroyed this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't even see this anymore. And then we don't even live here anymore because y'all decided y'all wanted to put a beach here. We right. were living here, you know. That's real. So um, I wouldn't doubt it. So Alaska. Alaska yes. belongs to the United States because it was purchased by the U.S. government from Russia in 1867. In 1725, Russia sent Vitus Bering on an expedition the Bering to, ex- Straits. to explore the Alaskan coast. They claimed Alaska for Russia and and took control of the area in the late 1700s. So they just bought it. They literally like, let me take that off your hands. Yep. And Russia. What you want for it? Russia was in the struggle, so we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll take it. I forget what what the exact cost was, but it was it was. I see. Man, it was it was fin- we've, been, we've been finessing Russia for a long time. <laughs> That's everything we do. Is like, you know what? We gonna Russia want to do what? We're right. Locking down Cuba. Ain't nobody nobody getting that. We gonna do this. Take Alaska. We taking Hawaii. Right. And we gonna mess around. We got Puerto Rico. Okay, we covered. Mm-hmm. Then we can border up. We pretty straight. Or whatever. We cool with all these people. All right, let's make NATO. And then it's NATO. all been to just keep Russia NATO at, at bay. Okay. Uh-oh. So the price. The price. Oh. Russia was bought for seven point two. Where Alaska million. was bought. I mean, Alaska was bought for seven point two million dollars. <laughs> How much is that in today, though? According to this um, website, but this was published in 2017, it's mm. $125 million today. I could have bought Alaska. A whole state. Oh, my bad. 
No, I was just joking. But it's like because 125 million for, for a state, state is for a whole crazy. state. As but big as Alaska is too. Huge. And if the I, money they I... the money they have gotten from Alaska. Yeah. Ever since with that oil. Oh yeah, yeah. For 120. Sure. That's scary because you think 125 million dollars like that's a lot for like regular folk. But like yeah. you think these people they be having. Hundred billion dollars, one hundred twenty-five oh, yeah. million dollars. Like Beyonce could have bought Alaska. Beyonce could have Jay Z, Kanye. Like, oh, oh, if Kanye bought Alaska, oh, oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> Alaska would have been a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> if that you been if crazy. you look at the total worth of some of the states, man, they could be purchased by some of these super rich people. Mississippi is like the the Mississippi is like the poorest state in the U.S. I forget what their total worth is, but that's they're terrible. Always, they're always at the bottom. What's next, Alabama? Alabama's down there too, but Mississippi's always dead last. Um, I'm trying to. I looked up like cheapest state to buy, but they they keep giving me houses. Oh yeah, and I'm like, I know I want to buy the state. Then, like, of course <laughs> you're not looking me. to buy the state. <laughs> of course not. How did we get here though? How did we get on this topic? I mean, we went from this is our mind. Because we talking ge- geographics. Yeah. Yeah. We are Sesame Street. Yes, yeah, so let's is, talk. Is in hot water because you know that their characters keep ignoring these little black babies, man, and they got they got footage of just these little black babies getting ignored. You know, you see these other kids getting attention and waves and hugs, and then they walking right past these little black babies, man. They be excited, man. And it hurts my heart seeing that little walk past. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. yo, Sesame Street. Sesame Street was literally created for black babies. Right. Black and brown, Latino babies. And y'all going, but this is Sesame Place. You know what I'm saying? Sesame Street's like, oh, we don't, we don't know them. And these are new characters. So I will give, I'll give them that. But it's so disrespectful because it's like, do you not know your history? Right. How you work here and you mad disrespectful. Like it's, it's just a job to me. I get it. I'm gonna be devil's advocate. It's just a job, man. These kids get some money. Nah, bro. And then the whole point was of Sesame Street even being created was so that that uh black babies and Latino babies that lived in like impoverished areas had something to connect to. Right. Had something that they can watch and and see representation of themselves and mm-hmm. see them being loved and educated and right. understood. And then you nah, son. Yeah, man. We gonna have to we gonna have Walking to Walking right hands. past the foundation. This is why I don't want kids, man. I'm gonna end up fighting all the time. <laughs> they was just standing there, they was all excited. <laughs> let somebody push my baby. Let me let somebody push a baby that I know. Wait, they push the kids? Yeah, there was one uh, oh, character that. that that literally was had their arms out and just like pushed the little baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's like multiple videos. Like it was like so the first so one that everybody many. saw, then everybody was like, "Oh yeah, there's more." They got history, and I was like, "What the like what? Yo, there's what a whole doing, like man? specific neglect towards the like the babies, those kind of man. Kids. The babies. On, what the man. babies do? The babies, man. And it was so the the initial video that like set it off. The fact that that character said, "Nah, son." Yeah. Boy. Come on, man. Come Mm-mm. on, man. The you babies. know somebody in that suit too. Yeah. Because you, you got to think about the people in the suit. We don't know nothing about the people in the suits. No, we, we don't. We don't know who they are as people, what they believe in. They, get, they be hot. You know what I'm saying? They, they be, could just they be straight be villains in there. This is true. It is Pennsylvania. We think about Philly all the time. Yeah. But that's not the bulk but of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Is, there's some racist-ass parts of Pennsylvania. Yeah. So they just like, yeah, pull up. Yeah, we ain't trying to see these black babies mm-hmm. out here on Sesame Street, Sesame Place. 
whatever you want to call it. Big Bird would not have it. Big Bird, but there is a... There's a racist Big Bird? There's a video of Big Bird literally turn their turn their back on a baby. And started, but but I will say he did start dancing and singing with this, these other characters. So maybe it was a part of the... Maybe he had to be on cue. Right. So I'm going to give him that. I'm going to give him that. I say it's not the same Big Bird that we know though, right? Nah, right. The Big That's Bird we different. came up with would never... Absolutely not. never, man. I grew up watching Sesame Street, man. It was a good time. I was getting the education. It was gritty. I felt mm-hmm. like they was on the streets. Oscar the Grouse was in the dirt, the grind. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See, I listened to Sesame Street on vinyl. My dad had that general vinyl, man. And I played the game, and I used to when I used to beat it, I used to cry because I was like, I want to keep playing. Like, man, dog, <laughs> Sesame Street was special, man. They had the good. They had the Bird and Ernie. They had the count. Grover yeah. would pull up. Grover was my guy, man. Grover was that guy. Man. Huge. <laughs> that was my guy, man. Love Grover? He yes. used to be rolling up asking the kids the hard-hitting questions. This is fact. Sometimes Kermit would pull up in the trench. Yeah. This is... You know what I'm saying? Sesame was a good time. Snuffleupagus was oh, big Oh, Snuffleupagus fascinated me. You know what I'm saying? The name, Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus? Oh, that you know was my saying? favorite thing to say. How, do you, how do you even create What was the dude characters? that would be counting... Oh, they were high. Huh? The the one that would help you count, like the, the count. Number. Oh, the count. The count, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was my guy Hell too. Yeah, Elmo man. was my always the guy for me though. Uh, Elmo was I, I, he all over the place. I was too but old was for Elmo because <laughs> when Elmo started popping, I was already like too old. Uh, like, cause I'm OG Sesame Street, so it's like Bird and Ernie. All the characters felt like they weren't playing to the kids, even though they were playing to the yeah. kids. It felt like they were grown, hanging out with the kids. So it was just like, yeah, I want to be like y'all. They say Elmo was like a kid. But then Elmo, though, Elmo, his voice and everything, I was like, man, you for the kids. I always wanted to be older than I was, even though I wanted to stay a kid. (laughs) In my mind, I'm like, you know, I still play with toys, but I'm a grown man and I'm eight. But I I just play with toys. (laughs) So I I never thought I was too grown for toys, but it was just like, you know. Because I feel like in my mind, I had a briefcase, a suit. When did they drop Elmo? Like, when did he... When, when when was his launch? Uh, Elmo. I don't remember when Elmo hit the streets. Because I feel like he wasn't there from jump. I feel like he hit the streets and it was like, oh my, like it oh, took over. 1980. Okay. That's when Elmo hit the streets? Mm-hmm. Dang. Oh, he was there. Man. I was. No, well, it started in 1969. That's a whole decade without Elmo. Yeah. And that's me. your, that's your realm. What do you mean? You, 19, you were born in 1977. So yeah, but I feel like I didn't see Elmo until... The 90s, I feel like. Yeah. Because even when I was a kid, I, not, not like he wasn't there, because I was obviously born in 95, and growing up, Elmo was the like pinnacle. Like, it was right. Big Bird, Elmo, Bert, Ernie. That's the... the And Cookie Monster. And Cookie Monster. Those sure. were the guys. Oh, uh, Oscar. Yeah, Oscar oh, the yeah, Grouse, too. But it's too. something about him, they kind of didn't give him enough like shine uh-huh. like everybody. Like, Elmo was getting all the shine the, Yeah, he, he took over the show. He took over. He did. And I was just like, enough with the Elmo, man. Give me the old like every place. all the kids seem to attach to the tickle me Elmo yeah. and all the toys. Mm-hmm. He came on the scene like it's like a I would compare him hitting the scene for like SpongeBob or something. Like it was just that he just he hit took over, it, man. He, was, he was the face of the the hood for a certain <laughs> amount of time. I, I like Electric Company as well, but I just hate seeing characters like that, you know. And it's really, it's really, you know, it's the people under the suits though. You yes. know what I'm saying? You can't immediately attack Sesame Street or place or whatever. But, you know, you got to vet who you're hiring out here. Because it could be some bigots underneath them costumes. Playing favorites. Mm-hmm. At, at Sesame Street. 
place, whatever the hell the name of it is. But you know what I'm saying? The babies, man. Come on. Come on. Don't do babies like this. Not Sesame Street. Not my Sesame Street. God damn it. Um, shout out to Bert and Ernie, Cookie Monster. I am a Cookie Monster. And shout way. out to like the humans because they were warm too. Mr. Hooper. Oh, yeah. Maria. Yeah, Maria's Maria. Who was that bald-headed Gor- black? Gordon. 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 Yeah, because they, they, they're a huge, like to me, it was yeah. like they helped so much to make me feel warm. Yeah. Because these are people that I'm, that literally look like people in my family mm-hmm. that are like loving and and educating and it's just like, right. yo, like I feel comfortable with this person because this person mm-hmm. looks like my uncle, looks like my right. aunt, looks like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just, it was really dope to see all of them. Hell yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street, man? Man. PBS. Well, Burton and Ernie Lovers, I don't know. That's what they're saying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. But I, good representation. It's funny. Right growing there. up, I never even thought I never yeah, even thought about them being a couple. It just never even, I never even fathomed. It was just, they were just roommates or just two guys living together. I didn't even, but this, you know, as a kid, I didn't even know about rent. I just thought people just live where they live. You know what I'm saying? You just live where you live and that's what's it. Ernie's getting on Bert's nerves. That was that was that was the relationship. <laughs> that was the the but them being together, I was like, I still don't even know if they're a couple. I feel like they just forced that later on. Yeah. To just we, we just gonna make them a couple. It don't matter though. Yeah, it's like, you know, we, we didn't their relationship didn't have to be defined by anything. Mm-mm. It's just Bert and Ernie. And they live together. Yeah. That's all I need. Like the odd couple. Yeah, it was just like, you know. Laverne uh, and Shirley, yep. What's the odd couple's name? It's Felix and Oscar. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I can't talk about Sesame Street without my <laughs> my funeral story. For, oh, yeah. For Maria. Yeah. So Maria's dad, Maria's real name is Sonia, and her father was married to my aunt's I mean, to my uh, grandmother's cousin. And so I I know her dad or knew her dad and great guy. Mm-hmm. But apparently before my, what is that, my third cousin or something? I don't know. I, when it comes to cousins, I don't know how far removed and like how to, you know, whatever. Man. Yeah, my grandmother's cousin. Sweetest, most amazing, beautiful little old lady you will ever see in your life. Um, she's such a gentle soul, but so when they got together, he, you know, became this gentle giant because he was like tall and just whatever. He was, his name was Monsano. That well, their last name was Monsano, but we all called him Monsano. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when he passed away, uh, Maria, I'm gonna just stick with Maria, uh, came out for the funeral. I remember being like, "Oh shit, Maria, Maria's here, <laughs> Maria." Um, and so I'm at the funeral. And, you know, people go up to talk. It wasn't a lot of people that went up to talk because uh, his past wasn't the greatest. And some of the people that were there were from his past. All of a sudden, my grandmother and my mother were like, Sabrina, go say something. I was like, why don't y'all go say something? They're like, no, you you go say something. Mm-hmm. You, you know how to talk. I was like, you want me to go randomly just talk and, and give a, a eulogy at this man's funeral? They're like, yeah. <laughs> like. All right. So I go up there. Obviously, Maria's in the front. Mm-hmm. Nervous. I'm nervous already. Like, what am I about to say? I'm too goofy. You can't, you can't, 
just be like, hey, go give a eulogy at someone's funeral because I'm too goofy if you want a serious one. I went up there and I was like, yo, what can I say about him? He's a beast at dominoes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I was just Man. saying. You want to talk dominoes? <laughs> Look no further, huh, guys? I did a whole set at this man's funeral. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll always remember that day as the day that I randomly did a eulogy at Maria's dad's funeral. And I was just like, I guess this is my calling now because I can do it. If you ever need me for a eulogy, it don't matter. Just give me a, a couple of... Uh, facts about this person and i pull up yeah i had i had the pastor laughing i had everybody laughing i was like oh, yeah, this might this might be my calling it could be man it's a skill set it, this might be my calling that's a skill set and man. i was the last one to go up oh man you headline i headline did the pastor go up after you and bomb yeah. No, but that pastor. Pastors be bombing. Man. I will say he's actually really good. They do. He be he's funny. Yeah. Like and like he's he's a cool. He's still in our lives today. Mm. Um, he's still my grandmother's pastor, even even though my grandmother hasn't been able to go to church. Um, so he was he was all right. He you know he carried some of the jokes over. Yeah. But then went back to serious stuff in Spanish, serious Pentecostal business. type of funeral. So yeah. Serious business up in here. Pastors do be bombing. They be bombing tough. Man. We got a question. We got mad questions. Let's get to the questions, man. Uh, Terrence people. C., would you do a comedy show in VR? In the DR? VR. I would love for oh, you to virtual reality? DR. I've done that before. Um, I've done a comedy thing in VR. We did it with All Deaf Digital. It was like a weird, you know, it was VR, so it was like, it wasn't as, you know, it wasn't, as crisp as like doing it on the Oculus now. So this was like, I want to say this was probably like, oh, 2016 maybe? 2016, it was when All Death was in Culver City. So I want to say it was like 2016 when I did it. Maybe oh. 15, 16, somewhere around in there. And I did it. I did a show. It was like avatars in there watching me and I was doing my little set. And... um I was just like, oh, it was cool. Like, it, put it this way, it was it was something that I did that I'm in no hurry to do again. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I think I did it before somewhere else. It's just cool, you know. Um, but it, it doesn't really get me all excited. I'm not really like, man, I can't wait to do another VR performance. Um, so, so I've done it. To answer the question, I've done it before, maybe a couple times. It was all right. It was all right. Um, so maybe like one day if they like, you know, up the ante and the visuals and the experience and they'd be like, oh shit, this feels like a real comedy show, then I'll probably do it again. Oh, the money's right. Shit. I um I'll do it again. On the Oculus, I've done a comedy show on there and it was fun. Uh I even got asked to host one. Mm -hmm. They're like, Can you host one? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'll do it because it was fun. It's yeah. like a good time, and then I get to host it. I get to have it look however I want. I'm even, I've even been asked to do a podcast via VR uh, and the Oculus and stuff. And right now, I'm focused, so focused on my earrings that mm. nothing else matters. But I do, I do want to tap into that again because it's a good time, and it's, I enjoy it. And if I host it, I'm dragging you. I'm gonna look out, man. You I'm gonna pull up to you in the living room. Like, put this on. You're on. You go. You're up next. <laughs> Do a hot seven. Yeah. <laughs> a hot seven. 
It's come it's come a long way since 2016. I know that oh, much. Oh yeah, for sure. Man, it's it's way better now. For sure. Um Newbeezy? I think that's the way you pronounce that. I'm sorry. Uh what would you say what would someone might say? What? Right. What would someone might say, <laughs> girl? What would someone say meeting their father for the first time in 28 years? What would someone say? Like, what might someone say? I think that's how they meant to say it. I'm sorry. New BZ. Oh, okay, my nub BZ. Nub BZ. Um, okay, what would someone might say? If you met your father for the first time in 28 years, what would you say? I'd just be like, man, it's been 40 years. <laughs> that's always my go-to. Man, I ain't seen you in 40 years, man. The hell you been up to, man? What's new, man? Uh, that's all I got. Like, you know, that's what I would say out the gate. I'd just be like, yo, man, it's been 40 years, man. Where you been, man? How come you ain't hit me up? Where's your, where you been? Like, if it's not prison, why you ain't hit me up, man? What you been doing? You don't, don't give me that you've been busy nonsense, man. Ain't nobody on the planet that busy for 28 years. You can't say what's up. You know what I'm saying? I've been out here, man. I've been out here living, living life. You know what I'm saying? Struggling. Trying to find myself, you know what I'm saying? Getting my heart broken, doing dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? I needed the guidance. Where was you having the guidance? You was nowhere to be found, man. I've been out here just swimming backwards against the current for 28 years. Where was you at, man? You could have turned me around in the pool. Where was you at, man? 28 years is a long-ass time, man. I done had bad haircuts, you know what I'm saying? Bought some lemons, you know what I mean? Where was you at? You know what I'm saying? You could have told me, though, no, don't get that car as a lemon. I needed you. You know what I'm saying? And depending on what the dad is good at, I could have utilized the skills, the skill set. Like, man, you could have you helped me. You could have shown me how to put a desk together. Man, where was you at? 28 years, man. That's a long time, man. I'm 38. So when I was 10, you disappeared. Where was you at, man? I lived with you. You said you was going to get a pack of parliaments. I never saw you. Now, every time I see parliament, every time I'm looking in the history book and they say parliament, every time I see shoes with the belt buckle on them, I'll be like, man, my dad left. He said he was going to get the parliaments. Now I can't look at pictures of George Washington and then without thinking of your ass. You was gone. 28 years. That's a long time. You didn't guide me through my virginity loss. Pops, where was you at? Two pumps. Come on, man. I was a two-pump chump, man. I needed you on the pumps. <laughs> I needed you to let me know that, you know, sometimes it's going to be two pumps, man. As a matter of fact, we conceived you. That was two pumps. Oh, for me? I was a two-pump baby. Yeah, man. Two pumps, it goes in our family. Man, I could, I'm missing out on all those conversations because it's been 28 years. And now you back, man. Where you been? What you been doing? You got herpes? <laughs> Talk to me, Dad. It's been 28 years. Why Let me know. I just, cause I just want to know what's going on. What you had for dinner for 28 years? What's your favorite meal in the 28 years? What happened? How's your health? You know what I'm saying? Who'd you date? What you been doing? You do cocaine? Did you do heroin? What'd you do? How'd you avoid it? You ever do crime? You know what I'm saying? Hard-hitting questions. Man, who's your favorite comic book character in 28 years? Oh, you don't do comics? See, I didn't know that. You can't read? See, I would have done I should have known this. 28 years, man. It's a long time. It's a long time. That's a tough question, though. What made you ask that question? Uh, they said, 
I heard he was a bus driver in San Francisco and got deported to Brazil. So I'm guessing. Oh, deportation. I'm guessing. So now when y'all reunite in Brazil. First of all. I hate it. The Vin Diesel said it like oh, that. Oh, in Brazil. This is Brazil. <laughs> he had his white wife beat on. This is Brazil. Yo, why was I looking up uh, carnival outfits two nights ago? Tough. Like I was going to buy them. Because we was talking about uh, Trinidad. Oh, probably. Big Pimpin'. I was definitely... I watched that video the next day. Oh, did you? I got to watch yeah, it. Yeah, because I was like, let me look at this video again. Because I didn't remember her in the video. Yeah. So I had to, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember her in the video. Oh, and yeah. then, um, but I really wanted to look at the carnival footage. Yeah. That looks so like, fun. Man, it looked amazing. I got to do that at least once. Like That shit looked amazing. Uh, dress up, like actually dress up and go to it. Because that, yeah. it's like. For a full outfit, it's like $400, $500. Jesus Christ. Right. For you to just wear it kind of like one time. I would have to buy a mannequin and put it on there and have that mannequin on display for the rest of my life. Man. Um, that's a, because that's a that's an art piece, if anything. Definite art. Yeah. So So I had, to, I had to tap into that. So yeah. So when you get to Brazil. Brazil. 28 years. It's been 40 years. Say it in Portuguese. Yeah. And then boom. And then get Pau de Queijo. Oh my God. You got to get that when you go to Brazil. It's like Brazilian... Uh, cheese ball bread stuff. It's so good. Yeah, I'm hungry. What else they talk about? Eric Payne asked, Kanye West versus Pharrell Williams on the producing tip. Oh, snap. Me personally, like, overall, for full albums, I prefer... Kanye's production style overall for for me, um, especially earlier Kanye. Like I'm talking, I'm talking college dropout, late registration, graduation, twisted dark fantasy, Kanye, and the beats he was doing for Jay Z, the beats he was doing for Nas, the beats he was doing for, you know, Slum Village and all these other artists. Um, that was the Kanye I prefer. Um, so like with Pharrell, um, sometimes I just wasn't into the beats that he was, uh, cooking. Oh, and Common, what he, what he did for Common on B and, uh, Find It Forever, I was just like, man, yo, man, these beats. Like I was, Kanye was one of my favorite producers at the time. Pharrell though, Pharrell, the Neptunes, um, I like their beats, but as far as like me listening to full length. Neptune produced um, albums. I was a little bit more skippy with it. Like, um, I love clips, Lord Willing. That's probably my favorite uh, Neptune's majority produced album. Probably clips, Lord Willing. I really like Khalees' first album, Kaleidoscope. Um, as far as the nerd albums, I never really tapped into the nerd albums as a whole. Like that. Um, as far as longevity, though, man, Pharrell is, he always going to hit you with something that's just like super dope and amazing. And like even even the stuff that he did with Jay-Z, it's like, yo, um, fire. And then the Nori song, Super Thug, I was like, yo, this shit is amazing. So it's, it's but 
But I will say that Kanye's beats and that little time frame stuck to my ribs a little bit more because I love a good soul sample. I love a good um, hip-hop beat that sounds like hip-hop and like, you know, um, I guess for me, the Kanye beats and the Kanye production style sounded a little, a little bit more rooted in the city, a little bit more urban, a little bit more soulful that I'm drawn to. You know, because I, I like DJ Premier, I like Jay Dilla, I like so those type of beats. So I'm gonna go Kanye for me personally. Um, but you know, fully respect the, the greatness of Pharrell. Um, but Kanye in his prime, and, and a lot of people will argue Kanye's prime. A lot of people will be like, Well, his prime was actually after you know this period, and like you know, stuff he did on Yeezus. I'm not in that group, I'm not in. Like Kanye now, I'm skippy with him. The Kanye before though, minimal skips. Minimal skips, I was all in on everything. Um, but hell yeah, that's my, uh, I'm going Kanye. Prime Kanye. If you consider earlier Kanye, prime Kanye. I don't know, everybody got different. Who you got, Pharrell or Kanye? It's a tough one. It's bad uh, tough. I grew up predominantly listening to Kanye, inspired by Kanye when I was making my own music and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but I'm also from Virginia, so there's no way in the oh. world I can deny <laughs> uh, Pharrell and his presence and stuff like that as far right. as music goes. And I do think when people look at his, I guess, production discography, it stretches pretty far. Yes. Like, my dude has done some stuff for Michael Jackson, bro. That, that's yeah. not common. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and he's still relevant today and regarded as one of the best. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just across all genres, I probably will give the edge to Pharrell right. because he has expanded through other things and stuff like that. And of course, people will say it's the Neptunes and all that stuff like that. And it's like, well, Kanye didn't do all of the stuff on his own either. Right. You go dig through his stuff and all that kind of thing like that. Like, he'll be like, I got a sample, I got an idea, but I don't know how to get these drums the way it is or whatever. People right. get help. It's not a knock to their legacy. Right. So, I think, uh, Personal influence, Kanye, but as far as, like, actual, like, output, I would probably say for real. Just because when you listen to his stuff, it's like, it has a distinct sound, but it's so different. It's like... It is diverse. Yeah, Even though you know, like, that's for real, but it's, it... Yeah. Like, for example, All Right by Kendrick Lamar. I, I didn't never, know that was for I real. I would have never known. I didn't honest. know that was for real. I was just like, oh, shit, that's for real? Never would have. Yeah, and it's him on it, and Pharrell's usually on the track somewhere, but just didn't like, even didn't even piece together that that was him on the vocals. I was just like, never would have thought. Yeah. So you know, and yeah, it's, it's just like the versatility of Pharrell is just amazing. Yeah, man. But the, the but the only thing, you know, everything comes down to me with classic albums. Like I'm very big on. Classic albums. Like when you I need I need a body of work that's just and I feel like Pharrell hasn't given me a classic album that I can latch on to. I really like clips, Lord willing though. But like Kanye, arguably, damn they got three classics for me. And so and he gave he gave damn near common a classic would be, even though he produced he produced uh, the majority of the tracks on there, and then Jay Dilla did the other half, but he did a lesser half than, than Kanye did in terms of the number of tracks. 
That album is short. There's there's no fat on B, but it's just Kanye and Jay Dilla, and it's just like you know, Common was blessed to have. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> Those two crazy. working on this album, just like now with Pusha T having Pharrell and Kanye on his album. Now it's just like yeah, but that Pusha T album is no B by any stretch of the man. It is, it is, it is it is no B at all. Yeah, but I also got to think back to uh. Early Justin Timberlake, Justified. Yeah. That was pretty Neptune's heavy. Neptune's heavy. Neptune's tough. But, but a little bit of Timberland, but a lot of Neptune's. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's a good, that's a great album. And yeah. Yeah. You consider it a classic? Because we talking, you talking Justified. Just that might w- be. From a wide spectrum, people consider love, love sex. Yeah, future love sex. Future sounds. love sex. They consider that his classic in terms mm. of sound. Where he's stepping on that disco though. ball. Yeah, that's more Timbaland though. Heavy. That's Timbaland heavy. I think that's his true classic in terms of the masses. Yeah. Over Justify. Justify was like Justify was definitely like an entry to the to you know his R and B esque sound or whatever. He, um, but I think that's I think that is a benchmark for people who want to cross over if they were doing like pop, more pop stuff. Yeah. They want to cross over into the R and B space. What? What should my stuff sound like? Like Justin Bieber did it with journals. That sounded like justified. Like it could be a part of it, like kind of yeah. thing. So I think that sound kind of stuck. Is it his classic, Justin Timberlake's classic? Probably not. Yeah. But it's still not a bad album either. It's no, no, no. Album. It's not yeah. a bad album. Justin Timberlake only started to get bad after he did like 2020 part two. To me, personally. Yeah, one he he got greedy with the 2020 part two, and then the man of the man in the woods got ignored. And it was yeah. just like like after that it's just like yeah. right, it's hard it's hard to but I think uh when you were saying classic albums like for real doing classic albums it's yeah I don't he don't I don't have, know if he has it he he doesn't but have it, it. I feel like when he was in his prime people were picking you know parts of what they wanted from him right or whatever because it was like yo he the hit maker and I you know anytime somebody becomes that person it kind of taints their legacy a little bit because people just pick and choose what they want from right. you rather than you being like I got an idea and they're like nah man fuck that give me that I want yeah. that like what you did with them I want to do that too right. and I think a lot of people get into that kind of thing and Kanye didn't necessarily have that per se yeah. he had more like I like the sound that you got and it's catering to a specific kind of grouping whereas Pharrell was like I'm this I'm Khalees I'm Nelly yeah. I'm the, you know and that just none of those things necessarily it was like right. there was enough of Pharrell but not Enough to be like it all sounds the same, and I know a lot of people consider the Nerd album to be one of their favorites. With a guy sitting on the couch with the game yeah. controller, um, but for me personally, I just never got into the Nerd albums like that. It would just be I would pick, pick and choose some tracks and then dip out. But Kanye, man, Kanye with late registration, college dropout, graduation. These are albums that in. In their entirety, it was just like major airplay. Even even my twisted dark fantasy or whatever, my dark twisted fantasy, major rotation for me as a whole. I, w- I would just put it on and just be like, yo, this is an experience. So that's why I gave Kanye the edge. Whenever you see me pick somebody, like, you know, this person versus that person, I'm always looking at like, all right, did they give me? Because I love just an album. I love for an album to just be fire from front to back. I'm a fan of that. That's why I always say when people always ask, Chris Brown or Usher? I'll be like, Chris Brown don't have no confessions. He don't. And so for me, it's just like, you know, you need a classic, an undeniable classic album. And Chris Brown don't have that, in my opinion. 
People bringing up Usher in here actually. Yeah. Eighty seven oh one. Okay. Neptune's did that. That's a. I think. Oh, uh, you don't have to call. Yeah. Prime real. Did you do you make me wanna, or was that somebody else? I think that was Jermaine Dupree. It's, you make it, me wanna. I think I heard Jermaine Dupree on there. Yeah. I think Very that's similar. Dupree. They kind of work. See that. In music, that's a little more exciting to me when there's different producers, but they could kind of come together to yeah. make a cohesive sound. That's kind of crazy because yeah. it'd be totally different fields. Like, yep, that's what happened with B on the B album, uh, with with Kanye and Jay Dilla doing the the production. The album, the whole album, feels cohesive, and it's even funny that they were able to do that with Illmatic too. Yeah, even more producers. Yeah, yeah. it was like you got P. Rock. That's why Illmatic LES. was crazy because that was a, it was yeah. a, something that people hadn't done. And it's just like wow, this many producers, but the album sounds sonically whole. Yeah, like it was just one producer, which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's my answer on that. You got any more questions? Kanye. All right. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I felt like mad out of. The, I was like, damn, this. I'm I'm all about these two. Um, oh my bad! I ain't even. I it's ain't all even... right. It's all right. <laughs> I get no respect. Um, Sam Moore, how different would the Matrix be if Will Smith actually played Neo? I think about this a lot, actually, because you know we it's all is is well known now that Will Smith turned down the role as Neo in the Matrix to do Wild Wild West. First of all, if I was Will Smith and that. And the opportunity came to me where it's like, yo, you could do this sci-fi movie from these directors. They did this movie called Bound, and they're doing this sci-fi movie called The Matrix. Uh, you know, we would love to have you be the lead in it. Or they bring you, all right, we're going to do Wild Wild West. It's going to be a summer blockbuster you know what I'm saying? It's based on the old TV show. We got the director of Men in Black, which you all, whom you already work with. He's going to direct it. Um, you know, it's just going to be a fun summer movie. You can keep your summer box office record going. You know, which one you picking? And I'm sure the salary was different for Wild Wild West than it was for The Matrix. The vast majority of you would pick Wild Wild West. It sounds like a slam dunk. It sounds more like a sure winner. In hindsight, of course, we're going to be like, that was the dumbest shit you could have done, Will Smith, but that's hindsight. In the moment, when they presenting that to you, you most of y'all would probably pick Wild Wild West too. Now, in hindsight, we all know now, we like, oh, damn. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. I don't know if Will Smith would have meshed with the style of the Matrix. There was something very here's here's why here's why Keanu Reeves worked in the role. We all know Keanu Reeves is one of the stiffest actors around. Uh, we all know that he could be stiff. We love Keanu Reeves, but we all know he's stiff, dry. You know what I'm saying? We know this. But within that world that the Matrix created, it was a very drab, dry world. You're in the Matrix. You're just you're just phoning it in. You're just going through life. You're just going through the motions. You're going through the programs that you were programmed to do. And Keanu Reeves' energy works in that vein. It works incredibly well. Like Neo being like dry, 
yeah, you know, I work at this office, this, that, and the third. Yeah, I can, I do coding as well. You know, if you need me, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Will Smith oozes charisma. It's just like, you know, he's he's colorful. Like, when you see Will Smith, it's hard to see Will Smith in a dry role because he just oozes charisma. It's just like, even you throw him in that setting, it's just like, man, this dude's got too much, you know, charisma going on man you know what i'm saying i can't see i can't see will smith working in this office i just can't see it. so within that um keanu reeves fit the he fit the role of neo better than i feel like will smith would have i feel like will smith would have changed the tone of the whole picture uh it might have it might have worked it might have been attractive to see that I'm not saying that Will Smith would have been terrible in the role, but I feel like Will Smith would have changed the trajectory of the Matrix. And I feel like, too, like uh, Will Smith was such a big star that I feel like they might have made concessions in the script or in the way that they were putting everything together to cater to Will Smith. And so... It might have it might have just looked and felt different. And and then I feel like I feel like they wouldn't have cast Lawrence Fishburne if they had Will Smith. So then we lose out on Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus. Cause they would have been like, they would have been tinkering with the cast a little bit. Oh, we can't have two black leads. Cause I still feel like Hollywood is, you know, racist. And we can't have the two black leads, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we got to recast Morpheus. And we all know Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus is perfection. Like, he he killed that role. And just his voice and the way he delivered it and the way he moved and the way he spoke, I feel like they wouldn't have paired Will Smith and Lawrence Fishburne together and we would have missed out on that. So, you know. It's hard to imagine Will Smith in that role. But it might not have been terrible. What you think? Oh yeah, I can't. Yeah. Let me see. If I had to, if I had to replace Keanu Reeves, um. Now, if we had to replace Keanu Reeves, I would. Uh, hmm. What would I do? Yeah, if you had to replace Keanu Reeves, I would replace him with Will Smith. I wouldn't. I didn't know that was a question. No, but I'm just saying, like, no, that's not the question. But if I had to replace him, oh, what was your answer to this? No, I can't. I can't. You can't. I, I can't you see. Can imagine. But what I'm saying, I can't imagine Will Smith as Why Neo not? because, uh, because of like he's too smooth, mm. and it would have been. I feel like he would have been too cool for the transition. Yeah. There was that awkwardness that Keanu brings is perfect. And right. I think another person who would have been able to bring that awkwardness is Michael J. Fox. Oh, wow. He would have been perfect to me because he had that. Because that, think about Back to the Future. He, his adjustment, he's cool, but he's awkward. Yeah. And it's weird. And I think he would have been able to bring the same kind of energy. I definitely can't see Michael J. Fox in The Matrix. I can. <laughs> <laughs> And he's little. And he's little. <laughs> Man, like, I never oh. even thought, remotely even <laughs> thought about that. Because <laughs> I think that would have been like, oh, snap. This man really had to adjust and become this whole K 
killer, like not you know what I mean, like Neo. Because the thing that worked too with Keanu Reeves is that we saw him in an action space before. This is true. So we we could see Keanu as a regular guy. We could see him in action situations. Mm-hmm. So he had that good that good balance of he could be just an office worker drone. Yeah. Or he could be this action savior. Yeah. All in the same, all in the same breath. What about Leo? Because Leo can Leo can transform into like anyone. Leo can do anything. Leo literally can do anything. But I don't know if I can see Leo as drab. This is true. You know who I can see? It's Tom Cruise. <laughs> you got to be able to be drab. Yeah. To to pull off that life within the Matrix, mm-hmm. and for me to believe it, like. Uh, I can see Johnny Depp in the role. Oh, Johnny Depp, absolutely. But that's because Johnny Depp is, he's so, he is Neo. Like in the, he's just dark and like, eh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can see Johnny Depp in the Matrix for sure. Uh, Because I can see Christian Bale. Yeah, everybody keeps saying Christian Bale. I can see that. I can't see Tom Cruise though. Uh, What about you? Me as Morpheus. Yeah, yeah you I got couldn't the see voice. myself as Neo. You got the voice. But I could do. If you had to cast the Daddy Issues crew uh-huh. in the Matrix, who would be who? Who is who? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I would be Morpheus on the strength of my bald head and deep voice. Okay. Uh. We'll we'll do <laughs> I would I would put <laughs> It's hard hidden. We should just have a, a question like that every episode. <laughs> if you had to recast this movie with the daddy issues crew. <laughs> so so Chaz is 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 a tank. Okay. Chaz is tank. I can see him being super excited about explaining in the real world and just like, you know, what we doing here and like Yeah. I can definitely see Chaz in the tank role. Mhm. Um I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out who Neo could be. It would be it would be between DC and Craig. I was going to say I feel like I can see Craig in a Neo role. Cause Craig. Yeah, Keon's, Keon's definitely Agent Smith. Smith. We didn't even have to say too. it. Yeah. <laughs> Keon's Agent Smith. Absolutely. Um Yeah, I can see Craig as Neo for sure. So that means we will put DC in the um I don't want to put DC in the role of <laughs> Cypher. Hmm. Because you know Cipher ended up betraying the the crew, all because he just wanted to. He was just like ignorance is bliss. Throw me back in there. He betrayed everybody. That could be DC though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I could see. I could also see DC as Neo. Yeah. Yeah, you want to talk about hard hitting? Yeah. Well, there you go. 
There you have it, guys. If you ever wondered. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Hard hitting questions, man. Um I think Blade Runner is overrated. Oh yeah. We didn't talk about that. I think Blade Runner is overrated. Um Blade Runner to me, the Blade Runner from nineteen eighty two starring Harrison Ford. Ooh, Tony as the Oracle. Craig could be the Oracle. Oh. DC is Neo, Craig the Oracle. Um, 1982. Here's what I think about Blade Runner, and I know I know my patron saints are tired of this whole topic, but it, it, you know it is what it is. Blade Runner to me is one of the most visually impactful movies of all time. What really Scott and them were able to create visually still holds up, changed the game, gave us a, a completely dope dynamic of the future. Visually, it's amazing, and the score is incredible. But story-wise and pacing, it's just... The pace, the story, even the storyline is amazing. But the pacing of the movie is just mad slow. And just overall, I think visually and from a sonic point of view, I think Blade Runner is one of the most iconic films ever. But in terms of, like, me enjoying it for what it is... And comparing it to other movies in the 80s, it's a tad overrated. A tad overrated. Um, and that, and that, that's just what I feel, man. That's where I'm at with it. Um, I want y'all to tune in to my new show, Gross Point Bake, uh, where I talk about movie grosses, album sales, uh, TV ratings, and we're getting into the numbers of it. You know what I'm saying? Opinions be down. I'm going to throw my opinion in there, but we're talking about the numbers. We're going to talk about the numbers. The next episode, I'm doing the 10 lowest grossing Marvel movies so far. 10 lowest grossing uh, Marvel movies so far. Um, I want y'all to tune into this. If you listen to Verbal Cardio, tune into this as well, man. We're just talking the numbers. I'm just nerding out on the numbers. Because I'm a box office nerd. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I can tell you right now, Thor is still number one for the second weekend in a row. Had a 68% drop from opening weekend, one of the biggest drops in Marvel. And it made like over $45 million the second weekend. Um, so, But this week's episode is going to focus on the 10 lowest grossing Marvel movies of all time. I want y'all to pull up on that. Support the show. It's new. It, need, it needs the legs. It needs the support. And I want y'all to pull up on it, man. Pull up on that. You said this week's episode, but wouldn't this week's episode be... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Well, this week's episode that's actually going to drop will be... Albums, yeah. Albums, the top-selling hip-hop albums? Yeah. Top-selling hip-hop albums. It drops today, right? Mm-hmm. Top-selling yeah. hip-hop albums of all time. Dropping right now. Yeah, it should be up today. I forgot it was Tuesday. Um, but the episode I'm recording today will be, you know, lowest gross of Marvel movies, which will drop in a few weeks. Uh, but if you're in here live, you can see it right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, y'all, we're an hour and 19 in. It's time to get the hell up out of here. <laughs> Is it? I want y'all to drink more water. Drink it. Drink it whole. Tear it up. Room temp it. 
caress and hold it. And also, you know what I'm saying, dig into the Kanye and Pharrell this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Don't have sex on the beach if you can avoid it. Oh, please. Yeah, because the granules. The granules. Unless it's your kink. There could be a sand If you're kink into that, the granules and I don't know roughing out your vagina walls. Yeah, we don't kink shame here, though. We don't do you know that. If that's your thing. If that's your thing, you know. You know. Congrats. Have at it. Mm-hmm. Um, thank y'all for tuning in. Um, I appreciate y'all. I want to get the word out. Get the word out about verbal cardio, man. I want it out there. And uh, yeah, y'all. Uh, shout out to my uh, Chatsworth, my patron saints, for asking the good questions, the good, robust questions about. You know, not seeing your dad for 28 years and all that good <laughs> stuff, man. We out here, man. Shout out to my producer extraordinaire. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Sabrina. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Amir on the ones and twos. Sir. And you're, uh, we out.